Hello and welcome to All Villa No Filler, a podcast all about Aston Villa, the world's greatest football team. I'm flying solo today, the usual podcast will be back next week. Villa's 10-game unbeaten run came to an end at Old Trafford with a 1-0 loss to Manchester United. Who else? Boo! Hiss. But Unai Emery's side still put on a decent show in the second half. Here's my reaction to the game. The unbeaten streak had to come to an end one day, and it did this day, April 30th at Old Trafford, the uh, the so-called Theatre of Dreams, where Aston Villa went down 1-0 to Manchester United. Now, I've been feeling ill all week, and I've been wondering what could possibly make me feel worse than waking up every morning with a sore throat, a blocked nose, a hazy head, and it is the image of Bruno Fernandes standing there in front of the Aston Villa fans, very pleased with himself that he managed to get a deflected goal of Alex Moreno. And he stood and he stared and he stared and he stood. But the thing is, he can never take back the fact that he hit the ball 500 yards over the bar that one time and Emmy Martinez danced in front of the Stretford end. So he can stand and stare all he wants, but it still happened. And that ball is somewhere up near the International Space Station right now. And all the astronauts looking out the window going, oh, there, there goes the ball by uh, Bruno Fernandes. Remember, he took that penalty a few years ago when United lost. So, um, look, uh, the, the undefeated streak had to come to an end one day. It has been an absolutely remarkable achievement from uh, Unai Emery to get this Villa team who were so bad back all the way back in October under Gerrard to get this Villa team believing this Villa team with their standards going from 20% to 100%. Um, a Villa team that looks coherent, that has a plan for every single game. And the fact that he has got this team unbeaten in 10 games and Manchester United who at home have only lost once in the league all season on the very first day against Brighton. They have they've beaten Arsenal at home. They've beaten Manchester City at home. Uh, they they just are a, a force of nature, really, at Old Trafford. And so Aston Villa to turn up and be as stubborn as they were to push Manchester United right to the last second with a squad that is, let's frankly, quite light. Has played ha- played a lot of games, exerted a lot of emotional. Um, you know, uh, stamina, I guess, uh, physical stamina to get to this uh, part of the season uh, on that unbeaten run. Uh, it's incredibly impressive that Villa were able to do that. Um, I think first half against Manchester United, I think United were built very well. I think they were structured well today. I think Sabitzer was a clever um, uh, addition, kind of like a midfield diamond for United. He was good at closing down Douglas Louise. I thought that Casemiro was the main character in the first half. He's a fantastic player. There were a lot of occasions where he would just get in at the right time, break down a Villa attack. He particularly seemed to get stick tight to Ramsey. Didn't I think United didn't want to let Ramsey just turn and run out their defence. And Casemiro did a fantastic job at stopping him in the first half, though he should have been booked. I mean, the most blatant booking you're ever going to see in your life. Of course, it wasn't a booking. It just play on. And then there was another occasion where Ramsey got the ball, not dipped past Casemiro, and he literally grabs hold of him. Unbelievable. But United's tactic, um, 
maybe not dissimilar to what Liverpool did uh, all the way back in December at Villa Park. Hit Villa's high line, really. So it would be win the ball back, maybe Casemiro or maybe Sabitzer would win it back, one of their defenders. Get the ball quickly to Christian Eriksen. And Eriksen, first time over the top. And Villa's line was so high, it may as well have been on top of Mount Everest. I think you could get to the top of Mount Everest, you'd look around and there would be the Alex Moreno, Tyra Mings, Ezri Concer, Ashley, and they'd all be warming up doing the star jumps, uh, you know, doing a few press-ups. Everybody else in their little masks, like, what? gasping for air, but those lads, they're so fit, they're so healthy, uh, they'd be loving it. Um, but uh, but that high line, yeah, gave me a few palpitations in the first half. But ultimately, you know, they did catch Manchester United offside a lot. And maybe that's down to Manchester United not, you know, their players not wising up quick enough, uh, getting back onside quick enough. But uh, Villa were, were actually quite good at it even if it felt like United were absolutely dominant, and they were, we couldn't play out at all, really. Though we did have one one or two chances. Alex Moreno had a really good chance that was well saved by uh, David De Gea. Um, but it was kind of annoying because Villa kind of rode out an opening 20-minute storm. And once it felt like it was ki- it kind of calmed down, Villa had kind of gathered their senses a bit. It was a very simple goal, wasn't it? You know, Martinez hits it straight out. Casemiro, like I said, the main character, the final boss, the Heihachi from Tekken, M. Bison from Street Fighter, uh, Bowser from Super Mario World. While well, he was uh, Bowser on the pitch today, he won the header and straight onto uh, one, one header, straight past our line, Rashford through. And pretty tame effort, to be honest. Um, the defence got well got back well to stop him getting progressing further. Martinez, I think he'd look back on it and think, you know, it's hard to say because he's having to stretch so far. You know, the ball's traveling quite slow, but maybe it was harder to get to than it looked. But you kind of thinking Martinez might have been able to do better, pushed it out, and Fernandez running in. Alex Moreno, unlucky not to block him, but uh, Fernandez's shot takes a deflection off Moreno, which is a shame because I think Martinez might have actually saved it. Um, but yeah, you, you can't say United didn't deserve the lead in the first half. They were very good. And I think what I really liked about Manchester United, not that I really like anything, obviously as a Villa fan, but what I did like about them, just watching them as a football team, I think their discipline and pressing was fantastic. I think that Jaden Sancho's had a really tough time at Manchester United in the last two years. Um, not really been able to get going. But today, I wouldn't say as an attacking force, he was particularly threatening. I think Ashley Young dealt with him very well. Uh, Dendonka helped out when he needed to on Sancho. But uh, what I did notice Sancho would do was always pressing, constantly pressing. It never felt like Villa had a lot of time on the ball. Like you'd have Sancho pressing Young or you'd have Christian Eriksen pushing onto our CDM in Dendonka. Eriksen as well, exerting so much effort. Uh, And then, uh, you know, Casemiro would be there to press uh, when Ramsey had the ball. Um, it felt like their right midfielder slips my head now. Um, who it was, uh, would be pressing onto our fullback onto Alex Moreno as well. So it, it just um, you 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 got to give credit to United really as a as a disciplined um, defend from the front side, and they were smart. You know, win the ball quickly and just get it over the top quickly. It was quite a simple tactic, but it you know first half it causes no end of problems. So you know they're they're a quality side. There's a reason they don't seem to lose at home. Um, and, uh, you know, second half though, Aston Villa, you know, 
in the past, we might have gone 2-0 down in the first half or we might have come out and not really reacted. But we did. Um, and I think Villa gave as good as they got in the second half and perhaps we're actually the slightly better team. And, you know, you look at where I'm looking at Villa today, I think the squad depth maybe showed. Because if you look at United, they get to bring up... Jaden Sancho and Christian Eriksen both worked so hard all day. But the, the that pressing, once it got to the 75th minute... They're bringing on Manchester United to bring on Fred, fifty million pound CDM Brazilian international, and they bring on Anthony, an 80, 90 million pound um, attacking force to take on both of them. You know, to come on for both of them, and then the two of them again press, press, press. And Fred was quite naughty coming on, disrupting our play, really getting at John McGinn, who'd taken Dendonka's role in, in centre midfield. Um, so, I think United's work off the ball was superb all the way through the game. Villa, though, we were unlucky not to score. Um, Lindelof, I thought, had a superb second half for Manchester United. There were a couple of headers he managed to get away at the last second. Uh, there was one right stop at the start of the half where Ashley Young seemed to have all the space in the world, whipped it in, and uh, Lindelof just getting ahead of uh, Ollie Watkins, knocking the header away from him. Uh, there was another one where Lindelof headed it off the line from Douglas Louise. Another header, I think, uh, maybe off Duran. Later in the game, um, Lindelof was uh, was very good, and uh, Shaw as well was was good with him. And I think Shaw really got in the head of uh, Emi Buendia. Um, he got at Yonderan at the end as well. Shaw's a bit of a he's one of them. He gets you in the back, doesn't he? He's one of them. He you, you know the referee's back would be turned and he pulling your ear. You know he's the kid at the back of the classroom throwing rubbers when the teacher's uh, back is turned, and then he turns around and he's like, what? What what did I do? What did I do? I didn't I didn't do nothing. Referee turns around again, doing all that, you know. So, um, but Buendia, I think, was really not good today. Uh, just couldn't really make any pass work. Um, I really like Buendia. I've said forever on this podcast that you know his ambition has to be to be an Argentina international, to be a talisman for Aston Villa. And that I think what's stopping him being a regular Argentina international is the fact that Argentina have the best attackers in the world and that every single one of them is consistent. Always. You always know what you're going to get from all of them. Whereas I would say with Emi Buendia, he's not consistent. And today was an example where you're getting a game from him where you're thinking, you know, and I think that's where the squad depth shows. We don't really have anyone to come in and do what he does. Coutinho's not fit, obviously, and he'd probably be in a player to come on. I wouldn't be surprised if that's an area Villa target because, you know, then you can have Wendy playing out right or playing in a different, you know, a bit deeper um, as well as playing in the normal role he does off Watkins if you had another option to come in and do a similar thing to he does. Um, and then also you've got Callum Chambers, who I thought did well, actually, and was looking not to score the volley right at the end. Uh, Callum Chambers coming in uh, for Ashley Young and you're thinking, what if that was Matty Cash? You know, not having cash, Bailey, Coutinho, Bubakar, Kamara. I think Kamara would have been effective today as well. Just, to, you know, getting away from Manchester United's hard press. Um, I think that would have been uh, uh, helpful today. Um, but what I liked about Villa, stubborn, didn't let United get away with it, uh, you know, and um, gave it all, gave, you know, could have been better. But it's very hard to be too harsh on these players, given what they've put in so far since Emery came in, given this amazing run we've been on, 
given the fact that uh, we don't have the largest squad in the world. Um, so I'm feeling incredibly positive about Unai Emery. Professor Unai, I'm feeling incredibly positive about these players. I'm feeling incredibly positive about how we can do for the rest of this season. Uh, just a few more games left now. Wolves away, they'll want to bounce back from 6-0 at Brighton, uh, and they definitely will. Home game, crowd will be up for it. The players will get a rocket at them from uh, Lopetegui, their manager. So they'll want to go out and prove something as well. So it ain't going to be an easy day out for Villa. It's going to be another tough game. But would you would you bet against us? Because I wouldn't. And I hear, oh, by the way, that Professor Unai is having, uh, according to the, the uh, Telegraph today, uh, Britain's Telegraph newspaper, that he's having a facility built at Bodymore Heath. So we can spend more time at the training ground. How great is it to hear that from a manager? Do you remember the last manager when he was like, I wouldn't be able to do it without Michael Beale? You know, I'll just leave it to the coaches. Well, Professor Unai, look, I'll tell you what, I will build it myself, Unai. I will build that. I will go there tomorrow and build it, you know. And if you need somebody to work as a butler, you need someone to make you the teas, the coffees, anything like that, I'm free and available, mate. I'm free and available. I charge a cheap rate as well. Okay, thank you everybody for listening. I've been Frankie McGuire. Please like and subscribe to our podcast. Leave nice reviews if you can on Spotify or Apple. And also you can subscribe to our YouTube channel. We'll be back with the usual podcast next week. But until then, come on, super Aston Villa. Hey.